Hello there and welcome to Mothers Arising Podcast. My name is Olusha Yashiru and I am privileged to be the host of this podcast where we share all things motherhood, faith, family and life. I can't wait for you to dig deep into today's episode and of course, please share what you think after you're done listening to the episode. All you have to do is send us your feedback, your comments, your questions to hello at mothersarising.org. Of course, remember to share this podcast with another mother. Somebody definitely needs to hear what you're also hearing. Day four of our Heritage of Jacob prayers. It is such a privilege to be in God's presence again. It is a big deal to me anytime I wake up, I'm alive, I'm able to open my mouth to speak, I can move around, I can lift my hands, I can move my legs. It is a privilege to be alive. And I'm just so grateful to God for the opportunity to be here, the opportunity to be alive, to be able to pray. Thankful to God for the privilege he has given to me to call upon him anytime. I don't have to queue up to get a, to get a visa to go into God's presence. I don't need to get on a plane to find him where he is. I can open my mouth at any point in time in my day. And I know for sure that God is there with me. He's listening to me. He hears me. And he answers my prayer. That is a big deal. And for that, I'm just so grateful. God is good. He's faithful. And none compares unto him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then here we are, we've been praying in the last three days. We've, and today we're going to be praying again. We're going to be thanking God and making sure his promises that he gave us um, in the book of Genesis 28, in Isaiah 58, verse 14. We're going to be reading that scripture again. And we are going to pray about uh, the promise that God gave us of his presence and of his person. Of his presence and of his person. I'm going to read from Genesis 28, start from verse 10, read out the scripture again to remind ourselves what we are praying about. And the Bible says from verse 10 of Genesis 28, it says, Jacob left Beersheba and set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Who remembers what Haran is? Who remembers what Haran was? What represented in the Bible? Remember that at this point, Jacob was traveling back to his family, his parents' family, because he was running from his brother Esau. He was going back to where Abraham started from. Abraham started from Haran. Do you remember that? And then he started to journey <laughs> up onto Canaan. And the Bible says, let's bear Sheba set out for Haran. When he reached a certain place, he stopped for the night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones there, he put it under his head and lay down to sleep. He, put a, he had a dream in which he saw a stairway. Remember we talked about this on the, on the first day? We, we declared God's promise of God encounters that anywhere we go, even when you're just tired, you want to rest, encounters. As you're moving about your day, encounters. You open your eyes to do something. God interrupts your day, encounters. Everywhere you go, encounters. He says, he had a dream. He saw a stairway resting on the earth with its top reaching to heaven. 
and the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. There above it stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord, the God of your father Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you and your descendants the land on which you are lying. It's about the promise of possession of the land yesterday. And it says, your descendants will be like the dust of the earth. You will spread out to the west and the east and the north and the south. All peoples on earth will be blessed through you and your offsprings. We prayed about the promise of God's increase and expansion on the second day. And it says, I'm with you and we'll watch over you wherever you go and I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised. And then Jacob woke up and said, oh, surely the Lord is in this place. I didn't even know it. <laughs> How awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. Glory to God. He called the place Bethel. <laughs> glory, 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 glory to God. He says, I am with you. That I am with you. Four words, four words, right? I am with you. So powerful, so important. Imagine the God of the universe, the almighty God, that's able to do all things, that can do anything. All powerful, almighty, the alpha, the omega, that knows everything about your life and your future. This God says to you, I will be with you. Meaning, what are you looking for? Anything, direction, I'm here. Leading, I'm here. Everything else we prayed about, I'm here. I'm here for you. I am with you. And this promise of God's presence and of his person, I won't just abandon you to yourself. I will not just leave you to deal with your issues of life alone. I'm with you. And that's the promise I'm going to pray about today. The promise of God's presence and of his person. Glory to God. Wow. What a privilege. And if you look at Isaiah 41, verse 10, the Bible says, fear not, I am with you. Do not be dismayed. I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I want to just begin to make declarations and say, Lord, I thank you for your promise that you've given to me this year, that you are with me. The promise of your presence and of your person. I thank you because you are with me. I give you praise. I give you glory. I thank you because I step into a new season of a realization of an awareness of your presence going with me everywhere I go. I thank you, Lord Jesus. I give you praise. I give you glory. I thank you. I bless your name, oh God. I will be conscious. I will be more aware of the fact that you are with me. I will, I will be the person who is a good custodian, a responsible custodian of the, of the presence of God with me. In the name of Jesus Christ, this year, I will live in a conscious awareness with a conscious connect to God's presence at all times. I will step into a new level of the presence of God in my life. In the name of Jesus. Lay brothers.
I will not be any responsible custodian of God's presence. I will recognize that God is with me. I will acknowledge, respect, honor, obey in the name of Jesus. I will honor the presence of God. I will honor the presence of God. I will not step my hands or my foot or go where the things that would grieve the, the spirit of God with me. But this year, I will be a good custodian. I will be a good steward. I will, I will steward well God's anointing, God's presence, God's power that surrounds me this year. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will do all I can to ensure that I cultivate that relationship. I will do all that I can to cultivate that relationship, to keep the, the flow of communication open in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I ask for your strength, for your grace, for your help to plug into, to plug into. I thank you, God, that you will give me the strength and the grace to steward, to steward that relationship well, that connection well, in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible talks about the fact that when Jacob had woken up, he was like, wow, this God is here. I didn't even know he was here. Meaning he, God can be with you. He can be, of course, I mean, trying to get your attention, but you are not even aware, right? You're not even aware. You don't even know that he's there. And the Bible says, immediately said he was, a, he was afraid. He was in awe. He recognized and acknowledged the presence of God in that place. And what did he do? The Bible says that he created a lasting memorial. He brought out a sacrifice. He made a vow before the Lord. Do you know, he put a stone there. See, this is Bethel, where God dwells, where his presence is, where you can continue to reference and say, indeed, God dwells here continually. That's what I want you to, that's what I want you to have this year. If God says, I'm with you, then you must do whatever you can do to steward that connection, to keep that line of communication open at all times, to steep yourself into that into that experience of God around you. He says, God dwells here. This is Bethel, the house of God, where God dwells, where God's presence is. Angels are, angels are God doing what he wants to do, God having his way and having free course in your life. I want you to pray that prayer again and say, Lord, this year, I will be a good steward of your presence and of your person. I will not take it for granted. I will not grieve you with my actions in the name of Jesus Christ. I will acknowledge, I will be in awe of, I will recognize your presence. I will honor your presence. I will create memorials around the things you're doing in my life. I will not let them go. I will journal my experiences. I will write them down. I will be a good steward. I will rec record them. I will not act like it's nothing. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will honor my God encounters. I will honor my God encounters this year more than ever before, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ, he brought out the sacrifice. He, he knew that this was where God was. And he said, I will stay here. I will sacrifice on this altar. I will give of myself, of my time, of my resources, whatever it takes. I will give to the fact that God is here. I will honor him. I will honor God, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. 
I will be a good steward in the name of Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I will not just treat God's presence with levity this year. In the name of Jesus Christ, I will not, I would, I would acknowledge and reverence the presence of God in my life. I will honor God's, God's presence in my life every time in the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, <laughs> I'm going to read a scripture, Hebrews 13, 5. This scripture really um, kind of like resonates with me a lot more than what it even looks like on the surface. It says, keep your life. I, I was like, Hello, keep your life free from the love of money. All right, and be content with what you have. Like, what does it have to do with being with God? With God, God's presence and His person. He says, For He has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. What does this mean? This year, <laughs> this year, you will believe God and His promises. Yes. I had a very strange experience over the holidays, over Christmas and the new year. And God said, do you, do you trust me? Do you still trust me? Because it looks like you have allowed this thing to take the place of, you know, it was a very subtle thing. And I was like, I didn't realize it. I was like, what's going on here? And it wasn't until like a few days ago that I realized what that thing meant, what God was saying to me at that time. God said, can you see the difference now? I'm like, Hmm, I do see the difference. And that's something I can share. I'm not, I'm not at liberty to share that ex exact experience. But the, the point of it is that God looks at me and says, look at this. Keep your life free of the love of money and be content with what you have. This year, that's how you steward God's presence. You will not say, you know, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to just keep hustling as I've been hustling before. I'm just going to let God be on his own. The love of money. Not even because, not, not because you are ostentatious or because you are stinkingly rich <laughs> or wealthy or anything. No, the love of money means you allow anything that is not because you feel like, oh, know I, I, I need to take care of my family. I need to do this. I need to do this. You allow those things to take the place of God in your life. You allow them to become your source. This year, God says, I am your source. Believe it. Hold on to me as your source. Do not think that this job you're doing or that business proposal you have or whatever it is that you're trying to do to get yourself an income, to take care of your family, legitimate things right there. But it says a love of money, allowing those things to take the place of God as source and sustainer of your life is a love of money. It says, do not allow your life to be <laughs> full of, I, I want to make ends meet. I want to feed my family. Oh, I'm looking for food and bread. Oh, shelter. Oh, this. Oh, that. And then you start hustling. He says, why? I am with you. I promise to be with you. That should be enough for you <laughs> to believe me, to trust me, to know, to acknowledge that I can handle you. I can be your source, your sustainer. I can sustain you. I will be with you. Look, I am with you. That's a big deal right there. It's a big deal right there. 
And God is saying to us today, and we're going to be, start to declare and say, Lord, this year, even as you have promised that you are with me, I will not let anything, the love of money, I will not allow it to take over your place in my life. You remain my source and my sustainer in the name of Jesus Christ. I acknowledge your presence. I, I, I reference it. I, I lay hold of your promise. I choose to believe your word. I choose to trust you in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord Jesus, I come before you again today and I say, Lord, help me. Help me this year to trust you absolutely. Not to try to do anything of my own. Not to try to carry myself in any way that is not of you. In the name of Jesus. Lebrada sutana kadosa. Lebreke de bedu setelia da bakasuto maniadaba. Lebrede de de kosa talabadu sekete badu shataba. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I declare that my life is free from the love of money this year. I am content with what you've given me in the name of Jesus because I trust you that you have said you will not leave me. You will not forsake me in the name of Jesus. Yes, I will choose to rather trust you. Whatever you don't want to give me, I, will, I don't want this year in the name of Jesus Christ. I steward your presence in the right way. Nothing, the love of money will not take over my heart or my connection with you. Over staying close, connected, God conscious this year in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says, <clears throat> I mean, there's so many examples throughout scripture of God promising that he's going to be with us. That he's going to be with us. <sighs> so good. Hmm. And, and a follow-up to that, that prayer point we just prayed is the one in Philippians 419. Very, very, very popular. We know it. A lot of people know it, right? Maybe all of us do know it. It says, my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Sometimes we read these things, we say it, but we don't even believe it. If you don't believe it, you're going to try to help yourself. You are going to lose your connection with God over trying to help yourself. I'm not saying do not work. Nope. I'm not saying don't try to get an income. Nope. I'm saying do it from a place of rest. Do it from a place of acknowledging that God is a source and sustainer of your life. It's not that job. Oh, I've seen God stretch a dollar. Oh my God. Like you'd be like, wait, how come when this money has not finished? How come I'm spending it? <laughs> you'd be wondering, how did this? And sometimes you'd be like, ah, before the money even comes, like there's a loophole. Then what's happened? What happened to this money? It's gone. When God is with you, when you acknowledge him that is with you, and you don't do things on your own. Remember that he says, I will supply your every need. You don't need to, to fret around. You don't need to run helter-skelter all over the place. I said, I'm with you. Don't you get it? It's like, well, maybe if I'm going out, for example, and I and maybe I'm going with my daughter, even though I'm even the worst person <laughs> in this scenario, right? Let's say I'm going out with my daughter, for example, and we meet a dog on the way. I don't like dogs. I'm even, yeah, I'm not a fan of dogs, right? Personally. And so we're walking. I'm with my daughter. She knows I don't like dogs. She knows that, I, you know, but you know what? That I'm with her and I'm holding her hand is enough for her to, to say, I'll stay on this side. I'll just say, come to the other side of, of me. Come to my right side, for example, with dogs on the left. And let's keep going. Let's keep walking. 
that I'm with my daughter is enough for her to put her heart at peace. I say, well, mom is here. I don't have to worry. Or imagine me going to the store with my son and we're about to pay. Do you think my son will be, hey, how am I going to pay for this? I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh my God. Oh my God. How will I pay for this? Wow. I don't have any money. Do you think my son will do that? I'm with him. We went to the store together. Why would he be worried about who's going to pay? Who's going to say, mommy, these are the things I got. And he expects me to go to the till, bring out my card and pay. <laughs> he doesn't expect me to run around. I, do, I don't expect him to run around worried about how he's going to pay. Isn't that what a lot of us do? I am with you. Don't you get it? <laughs> oh, a lot of us don't acknowledge it because we don't even sense God's presence. It's like we don't, we're not sure. We hear these things being said around us, but we have never encountered it. We've never experienced it. God being so real in your life. So sometimes you're, you're quick to feel like, hey, God, I can't see. Your mind shuts you down. You rather do the things you can feel and touch with your own hands. The Bible says, blessed are they who, even though they have not yet seen, they believe. I was talking to Thomas. They believe. They believe, even though they haven't seen it. Believe it, and then you'll see it happen for you. Remember we talked about it, that God encounters will be your everyday living this year. Everyday living. That's what you're going to be experiencing this year. And I want you to believe it with all your heart and pull it down from heaven and say, Lord, no, I will not be alone this year. I will not live as if I'm alone this year. I will live with a consciousness and understanding that God is with me. Glory to God. The Bible says in Zephaniah 3.17, it says the Lord your God is in your midst. I love the scripture so much. The Lord your God is in your midst. A mighty one who will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. Wow. God will rejoice over you with gladness. That means he will delight in you. He will be like, I look at my daughter and I'm so excited. I'm so happy to have her as a daughter. Wow. What a beautiful child of God here. He will Rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing. So I had, a, had a, an experience, you know, yesterday, and I was re responding to someone who, who had asked a question. You know, this person was worried and, and, all, of, and all of that about their daughter, who, uh, you know, says she's, she's into some ministry, and that ministry sees family as secondary. And so because of that, she feels estranged from my daughter and all of that. And she's just checking how she should respond to that. And I was saying so, and I was responding to her. I had the Holy Spirit say to me, tell her that it's not normal for the presence of God in your life to make you to be estranged to your family. And I had to tell her that first answer her question. It is not normal. Because she was saying, oh, you know, I'm happy that my daughter serves God as I do. I said, no, that's not, they're not the same thing. <laughs> Loving God and being loved by God is immediately immediately enough for you to have a lot of love in your heart to pour out to other people. There is no scripture that tells us to be estranged from our family members. There's no scripture that tells us to treat our family members like, like trash. There's no scripture that does that. Scripture says, take care of your parents, widows, orphans, all those things. You know, that's what the Bible says, meaning have a lot of love in your heart. So this year, one of the ways that we can acknowledge God's presence in our lives is for us to be conscious of his love over us, that he loves you. Do you see? That you will remember that he loves you and let everything you do flow 
from a place of that love. Everything you do this year should flow from a place of that love, of that understanding of how much God loves you. He says, I will he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you by his love. He will exult over you with loud singing. Do you know what that means? He's so excited about you. That's how God is to you. That's who God is to you. One of my favorite songs to sing, to play and just worship God with, or just play and just sit down there and just be like, thank you, Jesus. Dance with me, oh, lover of my soul. That song, some know it, an old timer, Paul Wilbur. If you're not a, an old timer in music, you may not even know the song, but go and look for it and play it. It's a song is based on Songs of Solomon. Dance with me, oh lover of my soul. That's what, that's what God wants to do with you this year. You know, sing over you with his love, his joy. You want to sense his love for you this year. It's going to help you to stop hustling, you know, to stop worrying about everything. It's going to help you to love people more. When, when, you, are, when, you, when you have this assurance that God loves you without a shadow of doubt in your heart, what happens to you? Everything else becomes not a big deal. You're not worried about what anybody thinks about you. You're secure in your identity in Christ. And from that identity, you do everything else that you're doing. That's what it means. I wanted to begin to describe, I said, this year, Lord, help me to know that you are with me, you love me, that you rejoice over, over me with gladness, with singing, that you are excited about me, you delight in me. You know, I, I, have, a, I have something behind me right here. Let me see if I can show it to you, to you ladies. I put this here for that reason, so I can remind myself every day that not, God doesn't just love me. I can know that he loves me, like we know that in theory, right? that he loves us, but do you remember that he delights in you? I put it there so that I can remember. I just not, it doesn't just love me, he delights in me. I make him happy, I make God glad. God looks at me and he's happy with me. I, I need to remind myself of that all the time. And the reason why I put that there is because I'm a recovering <laughs> workaholic, let me put it that way. I'm a recovering results person. Like I feel like the more I do, the more accepted I am, right? Oh, I used to feel like that. And so I put that there to remind me that God doesn't love me because I'm doing stuff. God doesn't love me because, oh, I'm giving results. God doesn't love me because there's something in my, you know, that I'm doing for him or whatever. God loves me, period. Do you see? God loves me, period. He loves me, period. There's no, God just loves me. It's not because of what I can, what I'm doing. <laughs> It's not because of my results or lack of them. He loves me. And God has taught me this lesson over the years, over and over again. He teaches me all the time. He's always saying, nope. Remember, I don't love you because of your results. I love you anyway. I love you. So don't walk from a place of, I'm trying to please um, prove a point to anybody. Don't walk from a place of, I'm trying to prove a point to God. Remember that he loves you regardless of your results. He loved you before you ever, 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 ever had any form of results. He delights in you. I wanted to say, Father, I thank you because this year your love is evident in me. I, I remember that you love me. I will remember that you love me. I will remember that you are with me, singing over me, delighting in me. Yes, I rejoice because you rejoice over me. 
I am thankful for your presence in my life because you rejoice over me. Oh, I am grateful, oh God, because you promise that you will be with me with delight in your heart. Not as a man carrying a big stick to hit my head over anytime I do something wrong. Ah, I thank you, Lord Jesus, because you delight over me. Thank you because you rejoice over me. I'm so grateful to you, oh God. I bless your name. Thank you, Lord, because you are with me. You love me. Oh, Labrana Caduce, Lady Bados, Aniana Mosa, in an echo, Sitele de Badu, Sarabosha. That your love is where we operate from this year, oh God.
who sang the song is Paul Wilbur. Paul Wilbur. W-I-L-B-U-R. Paul Wilbur. Wow. This song was my song from 2020, 2021. It was my every day, every season, every time song. I just kept reminding myself of how much God loves me. And God's love has nothing to do with what you've done. God loved you before you were ever, don't, don't ever forget that. Before you were even formed in your mother's womb, you already loved you. When you had not done anything, do you, love, do you not love your child from the womb? <laughs> do you love your child because they were good? Well, you know what? A lot of us start off even with our parenting journey, with you know, working, with making money, with living our lives, with dealing with individuals from a place of, bro of broken identity where you don't even know that God loves you. you. You feel like you have to do something to please God. And so because of that, you carry that same thing over into your relationships, over into your work. You're trying to prove a point to people. When you understand and acknowledge the love of God in your life and you allow him to wash over you, you're not trying to please anybody. You're not trying to be perfect for God to, be, to accept you. Then you step into a, a place in your life where <laughs> you, you, you don't care what people think anymore. People's opinion will not matter to you as much anymore. And that's what I want you to go with this year. Remember that he loves you so much. He says, I will be with you. I am with you. I am with you. Not even I will be with you. He says, I am with you. I am with you. He's here. Ever present help in times of need. Ever present help. Jehovah Shammah, glory to God. Jehovah Shammah, always here always here with me. My ever present help, hallelujah, glory to God. Keep declaring that this year. He's with me. He, wherever you are, he's with me. I acknowledge his presence. I honor, reverence his presence. He's with me here. Even in this room, he's with me here. Even in this circumstance, he's with me here. Even in this washroom, he's with me here. At work, he's with me here. In this presentation, he's with me here. Dealing with my friends, he's with me here. Tending to a sick child, he's with me here. Whatever it is this year, God is with you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We'll see you tomorrow by God's grace, ladies. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And God bless you. Thank you for praying today. We'll see you tomorrow by God's grace. Bye, ladies. Love you. Bye-bye.